0: Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the
1: Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster
2: Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks.
3: Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns.
4: And I am Lauren, a.k.a. OboCrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks. Ladies and gentlemen, last time on Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks... After searching and looting the Fixer Lair and questioning the deceased Vukovic with a speak with the Dead Spell, the party finally puts together a picture of what's been happening in Amphale these last few months. They also read a disquieting little bit of news about the destruction of Red Larch due to both evil corruption and an attack of giants. As Bucks wings his way north to scout the area, the rest of the party gathers their hard-earned loot and decides... On what to do next. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. I'm your DM Lauren, aka Oboe Crazy, and I am drinking not beer. I'm drinking root beer because Henry Weinhart's drought-style root beer was on sale. And as much as I love beer, Henry Weinhart's is the best root beer, hands down. And so that is what I'm drinking. I will get drunk on sugar and I am happy. Travencore, what are you drinking?
1: Hello, enablers! The viceroy's choice this evening is the Church Brew Works Pious Monk Dunkel, which I picked up from Pittsburgh on my last trip.
3: It's a dunkel beer!
1: Exactly. It's, a beer. it's So th- this actual brewery used to be a Catholic church that was desanctified and made into a brewery. So, of course, I had to go there. And uh, this is actually quite enjoyable. It's a Munich Dunkel-style lager. So I guess you can call me a Pious Monk Dunkel
4: enthusiast.
3: I'm a dunkel enthusiast.
4: We are all Dunkle enthusiasts. Bernie, what are you drinking tonight?
3: Um, I've got uh, from White Street Brewing here in the Piedmont, uh, a White Street Kolsch. I almost, so I have some leftover cheer wine and I was like about to cheer wine and then I realized I can't handle that caffeine. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like literally about to be like, I'm just drinking. I was about to be with you on the drunk on sugar because man, is there a lot of it, but no. No, it's just I won't fucking sleep tonight if I have caffeine late. So I'll have a beer and it will make me full and sleepy.
4: Fair enough. Yeah, you are several time zones ahead of me. So while I have many more hours before sleep, you sleep is coming up a little faster for for the rest of you. Speaking of the rest of you, Jonathan, what are you drinking?
0: Hi, this is Jonathan. I play Jonathan the Muscular, and real quick to, uh, to to get this going. I have a drink that was co-designed by friend of the show, Izzy. There is a show that we watch that is a Star Wars uh, Edge of the Empire RPG. And their characters have joked a lot about a drink called Bantha milk. Well, we all know that Bantha milk is the blue milk from Star Wars. And I was like, how can we make that boozy? So the other night we came up with several concoctions. This is actually the result of experimentation and science. And the winner is this lovely concoction. It is a uh, 2% milk, coconut rum, and pineapple rum, and it is delicious. It beat out several other comp- uh, competitors. So cheers, and thank you, Izzy. How Why is it blue? How you
4: make it blue? Yeah, for our listeners at home, it is super blue.
0: That's the important question. Why is it so blue? Because it is bantha milk. It is the blue milk no, that Luke no, drinks. Right. How That's did you make it asking. blue?
3: How did you make yours
0: blue? Oh, food coloring.
3: Okay, uh, food we didn't know if you had, like, a blue alcohol in there. I was or, like, saying-
0: blue curacao. Oh, no, no. We, we were thinking about that, but yeah. we figured that uh, that the food coloring would work better to make it blue. And I actually, this this combination was not something that would have occurred to me. So I'm really glad that uh, that our friends came up with it.
4: I I look forward to trying it. And and, and actually, now that you mentioned it, the, the milk would have needed something like food coloring, because even just blue curacao wouldn't have been enough. Right. Carlton, what are you drinking?
2: Carlton's choice tonight is a uh, Golden Monkey from the Victory Brewing Company. And it is delicious. And that is it. No special food coloring, no nothing, no <laughs> fancy drink from some craft brew. I guess they are technically a craft brew. So, yeah, there we go. It's delicious. Hey, listen,
4: all that matters is that you enjoy it. That's and it's all. also
2: like, I think 9% per bot. Like, yeah, 9.5 APV. So, like, I can drink less and get more fucked up.
4: <laughs> wow okay well that being said let's get right to it the last time we played you guys had just finished looting the layer of the fixers you'd gathered most of your loot whatever you couldn't fit in your brand new bag of holding is now sitting kind of out in the living room ish area and jonathan sent bucks out to go do some scouting but he's probably not going to be back for many many hours what would you like to do
0: uh I suggest that we since we have some time before we can long rest and it is one of the things that we need to do, I suggest we take this here body of this here doppelganger, we march it upstairs, we call it impromptu town meeting, and we spill all the fucking tea. All the tea?
3: Yes, I agree.
0: All the tea. All we the tea. we we say we like we, we tell whoever's in town, hey, go get the Amcarthras go get the Salembers, go get the Eagle Shields, go get the Tufts, bring
2: everyone! Question. And then, and then we lay everything out. Question, can we not spill the chai tea because I would love some for breakfast tomorrow?
4: I, w- I- Carl- Carlton, <laughs> before before Bernie breaks her brain over your chai tea comment, roll a history check.
3: All
2: right, history check. 17.
4: You do seem to remember Mouser mentioning that there was a way to do like an all-hands all-house meeting. When you lived here, you don't remember that ever happening. It was it was kind of a rarity, but that each of the head of all of the houses had some way of getting in quick contact with the other in case there was something that needed to be figured out right away. You don't know exactly what that is, but you do know, at least Mouser knows, of some way to contact the head of all of the major houses in Amphail.
2: Well, I know for sure that we can get Mouser to tell us how to tell everybody, but should we go straight to Tuft?
4: Okay,
3: I don't want to drag this body all around town. Right,
2: that's let's what I'm saying. The this. Eagle Shields are on the outside of town.
0: Well, why don't we do this? Since Carlton's fast, let's in one hour. I'm going to bring this body up from this bar and stick it in the the middle of everything. So why doesn't Carlton? You run to the Eagle Shields. Um, Bernie, how do you feel about riding to the Tufts?
3: Do I, Do we like, do they like me?
4: I I don't know. Did they like her? You seem to have no problem chatting with Laro's Tuff the last time you were there. Okay, yes.
2: Jonathan, I just want you to say out loud what you, to our listeners what you want us to do. The one thing you should never do, I want you to acknowledge it to our listeners, the enablers. What are we about to do?
0: Not only are we about to split the party, we're about to split the party in every way possible. Because if Tre, I don't know, Travancore, do you do you feel like there's anywhere one you need to get specifically? Um, well, I don't so know for
1: total party fracture. Well, if if uh, if Malthur knows how to summon them, why don't we just send Tra- uh, Carlton to set- get Malthur to do it, yeah. and then rather than splitting us all up individually.
3: Yeah, why are we going a million places?
1: Because
0: Bernie has a special message for the Tufts. She does. She's carrying the information about the side contract that uh Amos and Carthra had. I
3: don't I am.
2: Asoc.
0: Asoc, you're you're specifically carrying the information about Asoc because I think if like when this all happens, yes, this the fixers being assholes and turning everyone against each other. That's bad and everyone needs to know that. But that's a very specific piece of information that's relevant to all of us. It would be coming from a more a more or less a a more neutral party, since you're not Carlton. And you you can attest to this as a as a representative of your god. You can say I I have heard this testimony under my spells. He is an asshole. We're gonna give some other information, but uh, assock is specifically needs to be arrested and brought to trial. So I I don't know if, if you guys if we just want to send Carlton to the Eagle Shields, that's fine. But I figured that since assock's head is especially on the platter then we should probably let someone know that, 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 that that's the case. I don't know. How do you feel about it? Yeah. Since you stood up to the Asoc
4: one, uh, once. Oh, yes, I do suppose. I would also remind you at this point that the ledger that you found is listed, if I remember correctly, in Undercommon. Uh, oh. I
1: can read it. So, oh, so you're the, the one going. going. Okay. If then that's when, the case, I could go with... Uh, with Bernie to uh, to the Tufts place and uh, spill our beans there while Carlton goes and lets uh, Malther know to summon the uh, their various houses. although I'm sure he's going to have a whole bunch of uncomfortable questions about why he's going to be summoning all these houses. Like when he's supposed to be keeping his nose clean and staying out of trouble.
0: I was going to send Bernie because she's fast as fuck.
2: He can ride Shadow.
1: It's true. Well, for for limited periods of time. But, I mean, I don't think that you're in danger necessarily going to the Tufts. We don't know that. And I don't, I'm not too eager to go to either the Ankarthus or the Password, Actually, so there's a good chance I come back in Irons.
2: No, we let them come when summoned. Yeah. Okay, that's fine.
3: Okay, so I'll go to the Tufts and I'll tell them that their daughter, Lara, that's her name, right?
0: I don't remember. I don't think Lara a
2: was a Was a Tuft.
3: So who is... Fill me in on this situation because I wasn't really paying attention to the romantic storyline. So,
0: <laughs> so, okay. First of all, let me write down because this is important.
3: I'm <laughs> writing it down. I've got a pen.
0: K- uh, Kira Eagleshield. Kara Eagleshield? Kara. Kara. K-A-R-A. K-A-R-A. All right, hold on, hold on. Kara Eagleshield has a girlfriend. Yes. Her name is... Is... Lion? Is
2: Laura? Oh, photographic memory? Photographic Help. memory?
4: I know, you should have this written down because you've <laughs> met her several times and Bernie actually, you know. I, oh,
1: wait a minute, hold on. It's on another page of notes. I killed her, One right? There was a kill contact on her too. Avantia,
3: okay.
0: Evanthia, so hold yeah. on, hold on. There you uh, go. A bit of a mechanics here. Uh, I have recently transferred to a, wait, to a different Wait, she's the lady
3: Avantia? Is she a
4: unicorn? No, that was, uh, that was Andahar. That's a completely different world. Avantia was, was turned to stone uh, yeah. during yes, the I fight. Yeah, I killed her. Yeah, you and I, actually, I think specifically Carlton helped put the the specific, was the, the actual person who put the oil on to help use the soft salve on her. But yes, you you were all involved with getting that. And so you met her there. You've met her several times. She, uh, she was actually there when you invited everybody into the pocket house. So she's she's one of the few people who actually has seen the pocket house. And yes, she is Avanthia Tuff.
2: Avanti is
4: oh, a. There's okay. a oh, I never head. knew that.
2: I never got the last you, name.
4: You did know that, but I that's mean, okay. I forgot that. I you, forgotten that. you know that now. <laughs> no, i It's not funny saying. because
0: Bernie knew that somewhere in her mind, which is
4: why the connection was
0: there. But all of us were here, like, well, we don't fucking know.
1: <laughs> She's like some kind of name savant. <laughs> I know. Okay. You don't
4: exactly know what her relationship is to any of the other Tufts, but you do know her last name is Tough. She is a member of the tough family,
3: and so the contract of, is on her head because of what's his face, the little yeah. asshole over at because the.
4: Because Asshawk decided that he
0: he he was enamored with her, and she rejected him, and so she uh, had to
3: Why is that? Why?
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. This
3: is literally a case of toxic masculinity striking again.
4: Yep. Yep. Not very you were woke, told is it? That it wasn't just rejection. She did it uh, publicly and was oh, um, enthusiastic hoo. about it. And so uh, according to what you've been told, that was enough that when he found out about the, uh, the contract to have a horse killed at the race that he supposedly, according to the information you have and the, the note that's in there about death, took that opportunity to take some revenge in the harshest way possible.
2: Would we gather based on her age and Laros's age that it might be a father-daughter thing, or we don't? We think they're too close in age to be father-daughter.
4: The age is right, but you know, Carlton, that uh, Laro's does not have any children. He is a celibate. You don't know if he's celibate, but you get the sense that he's like the uncle of the head of the tough family.
2: Gotcha. Cool Uncle Leros, got it.
4: <laughs> kind of. <laughs> cool yeah. He Uncle went Leros. off to go train he's and come back like, to
2: be cool. He's the one that beer when you're too young to get it from the bar. Well, not got him,
0: it. but because he's he's lawful good, so probably yeah. not, but but that that's the general thing. Okay. Hi folks, Jonathan the Magimuscular Muscular here. We've had some fun, but it's very important <laughs> to take notes
3: and to remember
0: yes, where you've taken notes. <laughs> okay,
4: and like, if you
3: I
0: change have your a system
4: And I took those notes. I'm just lazy. <laughs> Hey, at least she's honest about it. Okay, Honestly. who is doing what?
2: Right. Now, that, I'm now the timing. backstory
4: has been explained.
2: I'm double-typing <laughs> to the Eagle Shield. Hey,
3: look, I did write this down, guys. Look at that. What do you fucking know? It's like Bernie is good at this note-taking shit. Bernie is... Julia is good at this note-taking shit. So here we go. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let, let's talk this over... Oh, man, my handwriting is... ...shitty. Um, The Lady Amalthea. She- Amalthea? Avantia, yes, the unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> for all the people out there. Okay, <laughs> yes, yes, please. <laughs> Smindrick the magician wonders up. She the contract on her head was when the horse was gonna be killed, but the horse didn't get tried to be killed. That's the same horse we heard about where it was like, oh, the passer axe. No, the tester. No, was the Passerax. The Passerax had the evil horse, and now they can't play the horse games anymore.
0: That was in the past. So what, the, I believe the way it worked was the Passerax wanted the specific carthra horse uh, killed. Yes. So they paid the Fixers to do that. Then Asok, hearing about this, is like, oh, I can use this to my advantage. And went to the Fixers and said, hey, get your Get your uh to stonify a lot of people, And if it this person gets stonified, Evanthia, then I'll pay you. Uh, here's a
4: bunch of
3: money to make sure that happens. Okay, so specifically
4: stoned. Well, you don't know that. All you know is that uh Asok contracted to have her killed, but according to what the barkeep told you, the Cassarax just paid to have the horse killed, but didn't specify how it was Vukovic who used some extra basilisks they had lying about to do the deed. And so it's very possible everybody except for a couple of, cause he said he did tell you he was, uh, he was not aware of how the assassination attempt was going to happen until the morning of the actual race when he heard about what what they were going to do, and that's why he didn't show up. So you don't know specifically what Asok knows, but according to Derek Marn, he said that Asok just said to have her killed. Okay. There's a lot of he said she said. You just have a book that says death.
3: Okay, but we do have in writing proof that Asok yep.
4: wanted right. her killed. That I can and read. She- you have in writing that Asok wanted somebody killed, and you have Derek Marne, who knows that it was Asok that contracted for Avantia's death. So it's you put the two together. So
1: I have a question. The uh, the notebook, where the, there's a nine-month transition where after nine months, the, the handwriting changes dramatically. The notes yes. prior to the nine months, were they also in undercommon?
4: No. Those are in common. Interesting. Okay.
0: Well, I, it makes sense, because that's when
1: that's when the doppelganger took over. So-called Vukovic, what's his name? Cockerot? Cock and Bones? Something like
2: that? <laughs> Catharcock. Catharcock. I knew there was cock in nope, there, cock there somewhere. Eyes. He's cock and bones now. I cocked We're that up. I'm sorry, tea. guys. Tea is
0: getting cold. Let's get, let's get moving, people.
3: I like iced tea.
2: Lauren, has this been a short rest of us discussing how to do all this stuff so I can use some hit die?
4: Yes, you've, you had a short rest before you decided to loot things, so if anyone wants to use some hit die and all that, you absolutely can. Alright, who is going where and doing what? I
3: guess that I'm taking Travancore and this book, and I'm going to the tough household.
1: Yep, and out of consideration for your comfort, Shadow, you're going to hang
4: out with J.M.M. Sup, Shadow. Some fire I'm bear
3: gonna get on a coco snoot i think i am on coco snoot yes i am on coco snoot
4: you are always on coco snoot unless you say otherwise
3: so tally ho yeah tally-ho!
4: the two of you head off the rest of you i'm gonna say for the moment you're just staying in the fixer lair
0: right i'm gonna bring the body to the uh to the like mouth and then i'm gonna have shadow Actually, I'm a. While they're doing that, I'm going to uh, climb up to the bar and to the inn and see if anyone's around. And I'll use my hour to get to get the body up to the bar if this,
1: if it's cleared out. Minor retcon. I've instructed Shadow before I left to follow all of JMM's
2: instructions. Sure, Jonathan. Yo, this might make it easier. There's all those potatoes rolling around. If you put his body on top of the potatoes, you can just roll the body instead I of dragging. I
0: fucking shut the fuck up.
1: I hate you. <laughs> Better living through potatoes.
3: <laughs> you can't roll a potato up the stairs, though.
2: <laughs> no, you drag him up the stairs, but then you use the potatoes to roll him out. If you First spit take of the, up the
3: night, stairs, folks. You've through the hard part. Why would you need the potatoes?
2: Because they're already there.
3: Yes, but the pota- potatoes aren't logs, man. It's not. That's not how that works. That's not the. The fucking pyramids were No built one by was taking you seriously on that. Oh, oh man. Best, best
4: recap show ever. So, you all head upstairs and kind of peek around. You'd left everything locked upstairs. There's still the sign on the door that says that Derek is sick. So, nobody is anywhere inside the bar. The staghorn flagon is completely empty. Travancore and Bernie, I'm assuming you are heading out the back door, maybe to continue that illusion. Yes.
1: Correct.
4: Okay. You guys head off. It's going to take you all of 10 minutes to get to the tuft house. Hello, Coco Snoot? Jonathan and Carlton, you guys, it takes you all of a few minutes to drag this body up. It actually takes you longer to get Coco Snoot up the stairs than to get the body because Coco Snoot, you guys are being a little careful with.
3: Wait, why are they with Coco
4: Snoot? Because it's a a a rung ladder. We need to know it's a rung ladder.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah, there's a rung ladder that leads. Yeah, that you, that you guys have to go from the basement once you leave the fixer layer up, and dogs and rung ladders not so good. Shadow is a little bit more; he's larger and he's a little more versatile with climbing, so he's, he's okay with us. some time. Uh, the rest of you take some time, get Coco suited upstairs. You guys head off. Uh, between the two of you, the the body of the doppelganger is surprisingly light, and between the two of you being as strong as you are, it's it's no big deal to get his body upstairs. Travancore and Bernie, you guys approach the tough house. The guards there recognize you as you approach. And one of the guards wants to know what you need.
3: Hi! Hello. I'm here to see Avantia and or Actually, preferably both and in a seated area, maybe with their favorite warm drink for comfort.
4: Okay. I can definitely see if either or both of them are available. Hold on a moment. He goes off. Within a few minutes, uh, Leros actually approaches you. Uh, looks like he's been alerted. He says, Tis good to see you again. Please come inside. I hear you wanted to speak to Avanthea and I. They are, they are seeing if they can find her. She went out riding today, but uh. please." Come inside. And uh, he brings you on inside to the same sitting room that you guys had first chatted with him in. And you actually chatted with Derek. And he says, how can I be of assistance?
3: We have a minor problem. Yes, It's not really so minor anymore in that it is dead. So that's good. Good news. Problem's dead. Where shall I start? Your friend who runs the Fixers... What was his name? What
1: was his name? Well, Derek was the contact. Oops. Derek
3: what? was the contact. Derek's not dead. Derek's in a basement and currently not feeling very well. Vakovic. Vakovic wasn't Vakovic. Vakovic was a fun little alien style doppelganger that was pretending to be Vakovic, instigating all kinds of terrible things between the houses. So we need to call up all the houses on whatever secret rock you're using to do that. Um, we're going to have to have a town meeting. This is like worse than when Jack Skellington disappeared.
1: At this point, I open up the, the book that I have that shows uh, Vukovic's notes and I sort of transition. I show Laros the transition from the common things to the undercommon and I read him the relevant entries, uh, particularly the, uh, the the death uh, order from Aeon Carthra on Avanthia. Evanth-
4: and he looks it over. It's obvious. And he turns to you and says, Well, I, I don't read. This this language I'm not sure what it is, this but you under
3: comment, and I don't read it either. But my friend over here from far, far away land, real good at it.
4: Well, this is this is all very disturbing news. Um, I, yes, I I can, I can talk with the Lord of the House, and we can have all of the major houses summoned fairly quickly at least whoever is available to to speak for those houses it might take an hour or two to collect everybody did you usually whoever calls the meeting that is the house that hosts the meeting did you want to have that meeting here
1: there are extenuating circumstances that will become clear once we have the meeting that says that because all five houses are kind of involved. We should do it at Derek's
3: uh, tavern. Yes, neutral ground's good.
4: Okay, at the Stag Horned flagon then. Thy, thy request can be honored, but it may, as I said, take two or so hours. And he stands up and he says, please wait one moment. I I must speak with Vensel. And he leaves. And as you're sitting there a few moments later, Avantia comes on in and she... Gives you guys a curtsy and says Hi wave. Um Hi. I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm a bit late. I heard you wanted to speak to me about something? How about taking a seat? She sits and says Is there something wrong?
1: We discovered this book, uh, in Vukovic's Slayer, except that Vukovic isn't Vokovic at all, but was replaced by an some sort of under dark doppelganger of some kind and i open up the uh, real
3: gross looking man
1: to the relevant um transition i show him her exactly what i showed laros to the letter the transition from common to undercommon and then the death order
4: okay and she she kind of has the same uh response laro says she doesn't read undercommon as you read this off you see her pale a little bit and then you see her get very angry she says i knew when when i spurned him that day I was warned and and I knew I knew I should have been more careful when I did but I was so angry at his arrogance that I just I wasn't gonna take his shit and I knew that as soon as as I did that that there was gonna be consequences but I never would have I never would have thought that he would have become a murderer oh honey welcome to the world the the world is cruel but these are nobles who are supposed to know better.
3: Let me tell you a thing about
4: men who believe they're special when they're really mediocre. That describes Asok to a T. And at this point, Laros comes back in. Avantia sat down in the seat that he was in, so he stands behind her and kind of to her left. He's almost taken up kind of a guard position, and he says, so I have I've let Vensel know that he needs to call the other houses for a meeting and he's sent out the appropriate ravens. I, I believe that we've asked for them to come to the Staghorn Flagon as quickly after the noon hour as we can, as they can, but I'm unsure how quickly they will arrive and if they will come. It has been a while since we've had a, a meeting of this sort. It is, It would be odd for them to deny this request. We, we've we even sent a raven to the Passerac house. So we we shall see what has happened. But is there is there anything does thy notes say anything else that thy would need us to know or else I should prepare I'm going to need to go with my lord to this meeting. And you see him get super formal all of a sudden.
1: There is more, but for reasons that will become clear at the meeting, we need to communicate this information to all five houses at once.
4: Did you
3: tell him about the death thing?
1: I told him about the death order from Aesop and Carthro. We
3: told him about the death thing. We told you about the reason she got it turned into stone.
4: Uh, Yes, and and we have actually, if thy intentions prove to be correct, I have also invited the Eagle Shields, but there are a total of nine that have a, a formal invite.
1: That's fine. Like, the more that know, the merrier. Um, we appreciate your assistance in this matter, but we have preparations to make this time.
4: Yes. Um, also,
3: watch your back. I have a feeling, given that he did not succeed in killing you, he's probably going to try again until we arrest him. And by we, I mean your community, because this is your responsibility to form a police force and, like, protect people.
4: Evanthea nods and stands as you guys stand to leave. And she says, oh, I will be, I will be there. And her and Leros exchange a look. And it's very clear that Leros is about to object to the fact that Avanthea has just said that she's coming to this meeting. And he gets as far as opening his mouth, sees the look on her face, closes it and says, we shall talk with thy father about this. And then he looks at you and says, we shall be there in a couple of hours then. And he bows to you. Thank Great. you so much.
3: I was worried you shan't be.
4: I extend my hand
1: out to do the whole, like, manly gra- uh, arm- forearm grasp handshake that I only give to people I respect.
4: Oh, he does the same. It's a strong grip. He gives you a nice, solid handshake. Avanthia um, also goes to shake your hand, uh, both of your hands, and he escorts you back out of the house.
1: Oh, I made a... Retcon, I made a point to shake Avantia's hand the exact same way.
4: Okay. Cool. She's happy to to shake your hand in the more manly way. You get the sense that she's not... She is not a pretty flower. She kind of... You know, she's riding and she's wearing pants. I
1: suspected as much. (laughs) All right, back to the bar.
4: Peace out, homies. All right, you guys return to the bar. Is there anything else you would like... Any of you would like to do until... The noonish hour when, assumably, people are going to start arriving.
0: As you arrive, uh, you see JMM and Shadow both, uh, both sitting on the porch of the bar, kind of with their, f- they're kind of sitting back with their feet kind of like dangling over like the the little porch area. And right before they had showed up, JMM was like, "Shadow, you're a good bear.
4: Oh. I'm
0: glad to have you in this party here. You're a good bear." Who's a good bear? We've pretty much been having like this same conversation for like an hour. Uh, The body (laughs) is just inside the front door. So when everyone gathers in front of the bar, I will will start and then I can go into the bar dramatically and grab the body. Well, I was
2: going to say... Why don't we go upstairs to one of the rooms, grab a sheet, and drape it over Ooh, for theatrics?
4: Oh,
0: <laughs> that's even better. Ta da! Okay,
4: so, is the body on the. F- so, when you enter the the Staghorn flagon, the bar is on the right, and the main area is basically just cha- tables and chairs. Where exactly oh, would you like oh, the we're dramatic We're having movie? outside. Oh, we're okay. we're
0: gathering. This is fucking theater right here. We're we're gathering everyone in front of the flagon. But I, I like the body reveal. So I'm going to. So Jonathan, the muscular, as soon as Carlton gets back in it. And uh, I never left,
2: and, apparently. Oh,
0: I thought I you were going. Did you want to
4: go somewhere?
2: I was going to go do Mouser, but apparently we covered that with tough. So
4: uh,
0: let's I mean, we, we didn't know that he was going to do that. So I assume
4: you would have gone. It's up to you whether you want to go or is not. Is
3: there a reason to go? Is there an actual reason?
2: Actually, well, that might actually, if we do, if I go as well, and they get two ravens saying we need to meet, they might be more inclined to meet.
0: Yeah, like it's fucking urgent. Okay. Okay, so, you do that. I, I get a moment of inspiration from from Carlton Tanks. It's like, oh, for theatrics. I will- well,
4: you guys you guys can have this conversation before Carlton leaves. He yeah, okay, while I'm dragging up the body
0: with you move okay, everything okay. he
4: helps you move the body and then just before he leaves he can suggest this to you. Okay.
0: So I'm going to wrap up the body in a couple of sheets and uh and drag it outside us uh, on the porch and then that's when Shadow and I are going to have our little our, our little talk about about his role on on the team and how how he's a good boy. And you know just where
4: to scratch him behind the ear that makes him super happy. That's uh, almost like a dog and he uh, just leans in. And, uh, and you get some really weird looks from the people passing by because you've got this giant body sheet, body-sized sheet kind of laying on the porch and it's you and a bear and despite the fact that everyone in town seems to know who you are, this is still weird.
0: Yeah. I uh I am going to also so, show Shadow. Shadow, you've been quite familiar with my fire lately. I am glad that you you do not fear it. Know that I will spare you any fire pain if I can. And just to get you acclimated and I kind of like flare my hand and make a little like fire appear around it and it's like we are the fire. I am the fire and you are the shadow.
4: And Shadow gives you a look that clearly conveys that yeah, he's a bear. He's a fire bear. He knows this because you seem to remember from the big fight you had, he still thinks he created all that fire. Uh, meanwhile, Carlton, you head on over to the Eagle Shields house. You know, at this time of the day, Mouser is probably not at home and know to head for either the stables or you're going to have to go find somebody. And sure enough, when you get to the stable, you find that both Kara and Mouser are there. There's actually no horses in the stable at the moment, they're just cleaning.
2: Uh, so Kara, uh, Kara and uh, Mouser are there you said.
4: Yep, both Kara and Mouser, they're both there, just chatting, cleaning up the stables. They both look a little sweaty, a little tired. I mean, despite the cold that's in the air, they've worked up a little bit of a sweat cleaning out some of the stables.
2: I I, I hustled over here, so I'm a little out of breath. But I'm like, hey, Pa, wasn't wasn't there a, a a way to like call everybody, all all the people's in the towns, all the big people's?
4: All the, well. Uh- Yes, we can-
2: The, head, the house, heads, house heads, head houses, head houses, yes.
4: Yeah, I can definitely contact everybody. It's been a while since I've done sh- that, you
2: though. Sh- you should do that. Tell them to meet at the bar in, like, two hours or so, like, like a couple hours afternoon, as soon as possible. It's important. Kara, you should come, too. Uh, uh, pa, you should come as well.
4: What- what's- what's wrong? And Kara- Carol- we'll, we'll
2: talk. It, it, it's, uh, shit's going down. Uh, it's just better to get everybody to come. Uh, they're getting Tufts involved. It's- just get the letter out. It's important
4: oh, okay, and he turns to Kara, who's all wide-eyed at this, and says, okay, I'll go. Uh, Ivanka will be there. Hopefully. The- she will? Why? What's going we- on?
2: Uh, she's coming with the toughs, so but at least we told her to.
4: Okay, yeah, I've got, we still got a couple ravens, right? And Mouser says, uh, yes, enough to start to get the, you know, you know what to do. And she runs off back towards the house. Carlton, you don't ever remember there being like a stable of ravens, but you do remember that he kept a couple. And so she runs off and Mouser looks at you and says, so what is, what is this all about?
2: I look back to make sure she's not in earshot. Uh, Aesok put a hit out on it, Avantia.
4: A hit.
2: Yeah, he, he organized the basil attack to kill Avantia. And also other shit that the Fixers have been doing. We unraveled it all. We solved the mystery.
4: And you have proof of this?
2: Yes, it's, it went to Leros. And we have it on our person.
4: This is serious. Yes, it is. This is... In one hour, you said?
2: Uh, yes, as soon as possible.
4: Well, Kara will make sure that the, the news gets out. Are you going to head back there now or are you going to come with us?
2: I will come with you just in case anything tries to happen along the way.
4: Good. And he motions you um, out of the stables back towards the house where he heads inside. And he tells you to hold on a second. He heads upstairs. Moments later, Kara comes back looking for him and says, well, uh, we only had a couple of ravens, but I sent them out to a couple of the houses and told them to pass the word. So hopefully everybody will, will know about this pretty soon. Where'd Pa go?
2: uh he he said he'll be right back
4: and he actually comes downstairs at that moment and you notice that he is putting um on a scabbard and is putting a sword into his uh into that scabbard and it's a weapon you haven't seen before
2: I give him a nice little no- I give him a very uh affirmative nod like yeah
4: Kara sees this and said pa what's going on why why are you wearing that what's what are you telling me? And Mouser looks at her and says, "Get the horses and get your weapon." And unless there's something else you want to do, they're going to they obviously have their own horses. Uh they're going to grab 3 of them. Uh one will be a a large enough horse for you to ride on, Carlton, and they'll get on and come straight into town. So, despite oh, the horse fact in the that horse face, I love you. <laughs> so all 3 of them come back It's only taken you about 10 minutes to get there on foot, and between all of this discussion and everything, you guys are right on back well before even Travancore and Bernie get there. Within the next hour, everybody is back. Uh, Was there anything else you guys wanted to do before other people started to show up? Um, I'm going to a
3: perception check to see how stinky the body's gotten. I got 23. Okay.
4: Uh, it's not so bad just yet. It's cold outside, so the the chill is helping keep the rigor mortis kind of from turning into rot. You, at this point, it's only been dead for like an hour, so there really isn't a stink. Yeah, but he probably shot himself when he died. You don't smell any shit. And you're not exactly sure uh, what exactly happens with doppelgangers when they die. Fair Jonathan point.
1: You. If I were Asok and Carthra, and Bay willing I never will be, the first thing I would say when hearing the evidence is that it's written in undercommon. How can anyone know how to read it? Do we have a, an answer for that? Do we have a way to like either impart that knowledge and show to everyone beyond reasonable cast some sort of language spell that allows them to understand what it says on there? Don't
0: we still have comprehend languages? I don't, I, don't, I don't remember if we got a scroll of that or not, or whether it. I thought it was Bernie casting it.
2: If we did, you better have copied that shit down. Yeah.
4: The last time you remember having comprehend languages was when Soria was hanging out with you guys. Uh oh, yeah, she, she had comprehend lang- languages. So we're gonna have to hope
1: that one of them has a translator of some kind or someone who can cast that that spell to understand what's on but there. But we d- we it.
0: didn't have a scroll, right? We didn't have we didn't get a scroll of comprehend languages. You would know.
2: I I yes yes we did <laughs> okay yes we did.
4: <laughs> no <laughs>
2: no. Oh, I... sh- sh- nice Hold try. on,
4: I have. You can't I have just been you can't just it here. say.
2: Hold on. We'll I'll okay. pull up the thing real quick. Okay. Oh, wait, the I have an idea. You... I have an idea. Yes.
1: So, Bernie has that uh Zone of Truth spell, right? If she casts that on me while I'm reading it, then I can then I can verify that the translation is accurate. That's
2: actually really
4: smart. Mouser speaks up and says, "If we're summoning all the head of the houses, they will be bringing at least a couple of their their finest retainers or guards. That's only a few." there won't be an army that's showing up it would not surprise me if several of the houses do bring some of their spellcasters there are not many in this town but they they do have their own ways and if nobody else in town that comes to this meeting can can speak this language that you need then that can be arranged certainly there will be questions if no one else can verify what you are saying but having the written evidence would be good. Okay. Kara is looking frustrated and angry and says, "Written evidence of of what? What are you, What did you find? What is going on?"
0: Why don't since since we're here, let go ahead and give her a preview of what's about to happen?
2: Uh I guess I'll tell her cuz uh she's family. Uh so we found the ledger of the fixers. And aside from just the information gathering and stuff like that, the Passerax organized a hit against an uh, Amcothra horse uh, to <gasps> take one out, but then Aesok found out about that and decided to use that to put a hit out against Evanthea for her public shaming of him. What? That's why the Basilisk thing happened.
4: You see her wide-eyed and kind of freeze for a second, and then she very... Uh, quickly glances down to where her father is holding his sword. And she has gotten armed herself. You see that she's actually got uh, two daggers at her side, which you've seen her use mostly in cleaning game. You've never seen her actually attack with these things, but you do know that she has some training. She and She has and, some finesse with it. Yeah, she's. you don't think she'd be that deadly in a fight from what you've seen, but that was a couple of years ago. So she glances down at her father's sword and you see her put a hand on a dagger, and she says, He would do that just because of a little humiliation.
2: Hence why I call him Asshole M. Cothra. Uh,
4: Mouser looks at her and nods and says, There will be justice, but do not be rash. If if he shows up, then we may be able to have words with him alone. But
2: The Tufts will be showing up as well, and we told them about this since they are pretty much the guard don't interfere and make it don't muddle it up until because everybody has right to due process as much as I want to slice his head off.
4: Also, if he is in town, Cedric will be there. And it is more important that we convince him of, of the truth of all of this, because to just take revenge on Asak would just incite violence between all of the houses, especially if it is us. But trust me. And he also holds on to his sword and says, I have come prepared to do what is
0: necessary. One thing to to keep in mind uh, as well is that one of the houses, either the Passeracks, because they put out the contract on the carthor horse in the first place, or Asok himself may attempt to get this ledger. Uh, I have no problem. I, we need to we need to get everyone on our side, but it's also very possible that that some motherfuckers might try and and get the ledger, either destroy it or take it for themselves. So, all all of us here need to be on their their utmost guard is what Jonathan the Magimuscular thinks and he flexes.
4: And uh, Travancord, you have the ledger right now, correct? The le- the ledger and the letter, correct?
1: I had the ledger. I'm, let me see if I had the letter as well. I'm pretty sure that I do. I do. You also found a, a I read. letter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had both.
4: Is there anything else you guys want to discuss? Um
1: are we amenable to putting the the ledger and the letter in the 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 bottomless bag as a security precaution? Would that help? Ooh. The bag of holding? Yes. Uh, sure.
4: I I I,
0: hold on. I like that. Um Jonathan the Magimuscular muscular wants to think with his knowledge of ba- of a bag of holding, is there any shenanigans that someone could do to the bag that would, like, empty its contents or destroy it or lose the connection to the pocket dimension?
4: So you had examined this thing and you'd done a, a roll from before. So you're pretty familiar with bags of holding. You do know, in general, you can just turn them upside down and it'll empty all the contents. That's how That's how bags of holding get emptied before they get turned over to somebody else. Because normally, in order to remove something from the bag, you put your hand in there and you think about the thing that you're reaching for. And that's what, as long as it's in the bag, you grab it. You can just open up the flap, turn it over, and everything will fall out. As far as other shenanigans, there's there's a couple of very arcane, and, and I mean arcane is in the uh, difficult-to-do ways of destroying a bag. And you do know that putting other ways of getting into pocket dimensions into the bag or putting the bag in other ways of getting into, and it's not like pocket dimension, like your pocket house. That's like, that's a whole other dimension. We're talking about like portable dimensions. Like if you knew how to do, uh, if you had the haversack handy hole or other things like that, you need to be careful about putting, let's say a portable hole inside of a bag of holding. But otherwise, there's not really much that can be done.
2: Jonathan, do you relay this about the information between the like portable holes and bags of holding? Sure,
0: I would. I don't think I would hold that to myself,
2: and I would probably bring it up in this thought. Where does our pocket house fall into that?
4: The pocket house is a completely different dimension. It is not. It's not considered like the a portable thing. It be. The pocket house is a very small, and you guys, Jonathan, you especially would know this, but all you know this, it's essentially like going to another plane of existence. It is okay. the the being that created that essentially created something like the Feywild or the Nine Hells or, you know, some other large plane of existence. It's just tiny.
3: Oh, pregunda.
4: Yes. See, si. Jonathan. Yo.
3: Can you... Can you cut, purse, a bag of holding? Like, could you just slice the bottom seam and everything falls out?
0: Yes. Yes. I I, I think Travencore should just hold on to it. Yes, um,
3: because I think that anybody will look at the bag of holding, and I think they'll think that we put it in the bag of holding, but if we don't put it in the bag of holding and we put it somewhere else, it'll be like when someone tries to steal it from the bag of holding, they'll put their hand in there. What if we put an alligator in the bag of holding?
0: I can't summon an alligator, but that's an excellent idea for next time. What about
2: in our little bag of animals? Is there alligator in that? I don't we know, them but it out. doesn't
3: last long enough. But if we had a thing that bites your hand in the bag of holding, do you have a spell for biting?
4: I don't. It is approaching just after the midday sun. And so you suspect people are going to start showing up momentarily, hopefully. Anything else you'd like to do.
0: So let's, pl- let's have the book. I like your idea. So let's have the bag of holding apparent. And whenever Travancore needs to say, hey, uh, it's right here in this bag of holding, he pats it like very, like, oh, here it is. But he's got it on him somewhere else. Like, not like I would love to have him holding it the entire time, but we might need his arrows.
3: I can hold it. Okay. I am small, and it is hard to pickpocket me because I have high perception.
0: So I guess the plan would be then that, like, maybe if we have we hold the meeting and then maybe we invite everyone inside, like the the big wigs in the inside to have a look at the at the book.
2: Yeah, like we hold them outside till everybody arrives and then we invite them all in.
0: No, no, no. We have we spill the tea outside. But then where they're like, oh, we need proof. I was like, great. You, 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 all the lords come inside. Everyone else. Uh, here is Shadow the Dancing Bear, and then or whatever. We're not actually going to do that, but we get bring the heads of the house into the bar and
1: have them review it in there.
0: I don't, I don't know. What do you guys think?
1: I'm good with that, but I don't. If we can keep it at all possible, I don't want any of the lords to physically touch the book unless they absolutely have to. I want them to read.
2: Uh, Small note: the person who owns this establishment is currently MIA. So, what if somebody asks, "Where is Derek?"
0: He's
1: in a safe place. That's right. We we saved
0: Derek's oh, life. But, We're heroes. We're protecting
2: Derek because of Vukovic.
1: We're right. big goddamn heroes. We're safe. They we don't saved know his that. life. They
0: don't need to know that yet. All they, yeah. all they need to know is that we are- Yeah, don't say basement. Yeah, he is in a safe place.
1: Undisclosed location. Got it.
4: Undisclosed, just like the president. Slowly, over the next few minutes, many, many people start to arrive. Some of them, a few of them you recognize, most of whom you don't. And they all introduce themselves as they arrive. Some of the first to arrive are obviously the Tufts. You see Leros and Avanthia arriving with two other armed guards, as well as a, another human, a gentleman, in some nice finery, who you can see the resemblance between Avanthia and and him pretty quickly. He seems to be leading this procession. Leros introduces... Oh, I would like to introduce to you, my lord, Vensel Tuff. He bows. They all get off their horses. One of the guards starts to pull the horses away. You see uh, Olivia Passerak actually does arrive fairly quickly. It's her and two, what looks like guards of some sort, uh, two other humans. She doesn't speak at first when she arrives. She just gets off her horse. She nods to Wenzel and Malser. Um, she then glances over at you, Bernie, and uh, as she's walking by, she says, Your gift was appreciated. And she keeps walking like she doesn't even wait for an answer. Slowly over the next couple of minutes some more people arrive, you are introduced to Restad Festic, who is the head of the Festic household and his guard. What's his
1: name again? I'm sorry. Restad Festic. I bet on a I bet on a Festic horse and I won.
4: You did. Yeah. Uh, The the Festic's you were you were encouraged to root for them by that nice drunk lady. Yep, he is quite an old human. You can see he's got a a grizzled gray beard. He's just got a few tufts of hair in the back. He's wearing nicer clothes, but not kind of the finery that you'd expect out of a lord. The, The two guards that are with him have to help him off the horse. But once he's off his horse, he seems to be rather spry. He's like, what, 55? Oh, he's maybe pushing 80. He looks super old.
3: That was a gnome joke about how humans age quickly.
1: Ah. boom Edgy racial humor.
3: That's racial <laughs> humor. And, and, and Travencourt <laughs> and Bernie chortle to themselves about these humans. They're just very politely behind their hands going, look how old they are. I half <laughs>
1: chortle and I'm half offended.
3: Half good, because you are half human, half elf. And I'm like, aren't you, aren't you glad that you inherited not-human genes
4: for aging? because i know they get old super fast a couple more humans arrive Uh, leona ilzimer is introduced to you she's got a couple retainers with her she is wearing kind of a, a really nice gown and is the only woman that arrives riding side saddle um two elves actually arrive. denton and morel hesmer arrive they kind of Nod cordially to everybody, but keep their distance. They've got two other retainers with them. Mirian Salember shows up. She actually comes with four other guards who are keeping a close eye on her. And they also keep their distance a bit. A dwarf arrives riding a horse. Uh, Devang Roybal is introduced to you. And he, not the most jovial of dwarves, but he seems... He seems to at least be polite enough to to come over and shake everybody's hand and meet you. And then finally, the Amcarthras arrive. They seem to have been waiting to be last because it seems a little suspicious. But they do arrive. You see Asok Amcarthra. He arrives. They've got three other guards with them. And then you do see a very tall, older gentleman, a uh, shock of gray, white hair in... A very plain kind of doublet and hose, but very immaculately dressed, sitting straight and stern on his horse. He actually waits until everybody else is off their horse before he dismounts and gives his, his reins over, nods to everybody, looks over at venzel Tuff, and he's the one that actually speaks first. And he says so i can see that everybody is here we have come to your summons what is it that is so urgent that you would you would use the ravens we haven't used the ravens in years hail and well matt everybody couple hi. of people kind of give you a hmm
0: hi everybody jonathan the match muscular here how you doing <laughs>
4: Me, um, at this point, Mouse <laughs> or Eagle Shield, he kind of he- sees the two of you speak up and he gives you looks and he says, my friends and-, and fellow lords and ladies, these are friends of my family and friends of my family for many years. They have uncovered some information about the fixers that I think you should all listen to. We should make some decisions together as you hear this information. And I'd like the four of you to roll perception checks.
3: Ooh,
2: mm. I rolled high. I did
3: pretty good.
2: I don't I'm see, see
4: some shit. shit. Carlton, ready okay. to so
2: shit.
4: I got a twenty-two. And Carlton,
2: uh, a twenty-four.
4: And Travancore, twelve. And Jonathan, I got a five. Okay, uh, Bernie and Carlton, as Malser is introducing you relatively quickly to the crowd of of lords and ladies and you can also see that now that this crowd has arrived that there are townspeople who have stopped what they're doing to loiter and you see that they've they've given like a good five foot Birth between kind of the outer ring of these lords and ladies and guards, and before they kind of stop and are trying to listen in on what's going on. But what you notice is as mouser is introducing you, Asok leans over to his father and you don't hear what he says, but he is sneering when he says it.
3: And I say, Sing out, Louise. If you have something to share, share it with the whole group.
4: Asok looks at you and then ignores you. Um, as Mouser then nods and gives gives you all back kind of the floor.
0: Well, I am glad everyone is here. I am once again Jonathan the Muscular. You may have seen me in such recent battles as the fight against the... What were they? The basilist, Yes. And other such runnings surrounds. Today, we have some disturbing news for you all. I'm sure everyone, either in whispers or overtly, knows... The pa- the fixers, I'm sorry I was caught on a different thread. The fixers, who have helped this town
1: maintain, I wouldn't say peace, but a balance of power.
3: How about a general animosity? It's allowed all
0: y'all to basically have a Mexican standoff. I don't know what Mexico is or what makes something Mexican, but that's just the phrase I've heard. We have discovered that the fixers have been ramping up their more sinister activities recently. We have a witness, the owner of this bar, who is right now in a safe place.
3: You might call it witness protection. Points for
0: the cleric. He gave us some information, fearing for his life, about the direction of the fixers. And we embroiled in all of this, well, I'll just say it, all of this shit. Mm
3: -hmm. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Everyone, the entire like, party is nodding. Yes, in yes, the crowd yes. when
3: you give like a sermon that's like bless <laughs> Jesus.
4: And <laughs> she like, she's patting around in different people. <laughs> Except you're standing right next to Jonathan, and so you're more like a hype man. She's, that's the, okay. she's
0: the hype gnome.
4: I'm Arsenio <laughs> Hollow
0: To this end, we ventured to the fixer's lair and found horrors beyond your imagination. Nails. Snails and traps and things.
3: And basements.
0: I have a question for you all. You know Vukovic. He takes her money at races, does he not? And I'm waiting for like a a positive reaction from the crowd.
4: Uh, Roll an insight
0: check.
3: Bernie's a charlatan. She should be able to like hype him. Can I roll a hype check?
4: Not just yet. I'll let you roll a performance check in a little bit, but so far he's just been vamping.
0: Um, well, I'm glad that that was just insight and not anything else, because that is not
3: that high. Can Bernie roll an insight check to see if her friend's failing or flailing or succeeding?
4: Uh, seven. Sure, Bernie. I'll say since you're in- if any of you would like to roll an insight, but you're not necessarily- Bernie got an
3: 18. (laughs) She's a great (laughs) hype man!
2: Uh, I got a 22 for insight. I also got a 22. (laughs) High fives! (laughs) Boom.
4: Okay, Jonathan, you are so focused on your words that it's hard to read the crowd. Most of these people you don't know, you've never met, you've never seen, and you're just just trying to make sure that you're as accurate as possible. Bernie, you're scanning the crowd. You're looking to see how people are reacting as he mentions the fixers to a varying degree but mostly not reacting too much you can see some of the the houses raise an eyebrow cock their head a little bit not a ton of of surprise or anything travancore and carlton you guys find yourself focusing on a few of the houses trying to, to pick out specific things. Carlton, you are obviously foci- focusing on the Amcarthras, Asok yeah. in general. You you find yourself, every time you look in that direction, like... Fuck that guy. Eye contact with Asok and the two of you just, like, staring contest. And until there's something that I will actually... I cut off
2: my eyelids to beat him every time if I have to.
4: Is oh, how so I far? feel inside. don't have
3: to magic those fucking eyelids back on your face because this has happened before.
4: So far, there hasn't been a true contest because, as you lock eyes and kind of sneer at each other, something else draws both of your attention away and there hasn't been a true like fight you kind of contest just yet, but you do notice Asok responds more Cedric is completely impassive he is he is practically wood Asok fidgets a little bit when you mention when Jonathan mentions the, the fixers travancore. You are at first. You're kind of watching the Hesmers because they're the only other elves here. They don't really respond very much when when the fixers are mentioned. But next to them are the Royballs and the Ild- Ildmers, and both of them kind of react a little bit with wariness. You can kind of see eyebrows raised kind of looking at each other a little bit, especially the, uh, especially the, the Ilsmers. you see Leona actually kind of give a side eye to one of her guards. So there's not an obvious reaction from people, but you know, they do, they do in general react.
0: As I mentioned, Vukovic, your bookie, was the leader of the Fixers. And I say was in several meanings. Nine months ago, we believe the person you knew as Vukovic was killed and replaced with this. And at that My point, I, I, I reach down, I pull off the covers, and I reveal the doppelganger body.
4: Okay. Uh, this definitely gets a reaction from pretty much everybody in the crowd. Everything from gasps to surprise to a couple of people leaning in. Back up!
0: I wish I had Mage Hand to levitate this thing.
4: Um as you reveal the body and everybody kind of reacts to it the dwarf actually speaks up Devang Royball and he says how are we to know that this creature is used to be Vukovic I think I think we're all beyond fooling around with each other at this point we've all known about the fixers but this this thing could have come from anywhere
0: We have evidence and if, you, if the heads of the house would like to join my companions and I, my companion travancore Viceroy of Glenmar, will attest to this evidence and assist you in its, in its interpretation and comprehension. There are some very strange things that we will show you that will prove that this thing took Vukovic's place. This is a doppelganger from the Underdark, and we believe that his plot was, was contained to this town, but that he simply wanted to rule it as a shadow broker, if you will. And, uh, and I say, my, lo- my lords, ladies, if you would care to accompany me inside, we will, we will do this. And I say, Carlton. Carlton, uh, and I, as I'm turning around to say, Carlton, uh, Shadow, you guys stay out here and uh, and make sure that nothing else happens.
4: Okay. As you invite invite everybody in, everyone starts to move towards the door. All the lords and ladies, their guards, everybody, and there's kind of that awkward moment in where they all look at each other, trying to figure out a hierarchy, and then. You hear Venzel Tuff speak up and say, Melser, shall you and I and our houses go first since we have summoned everybody here? And Melser goes, that, that makes sense. That makes sense, my lord. And they start to move forward together and everybody else kind of jockeys for position, but everyone is coming, including their guards.
0: I, halt! I say, yes, let us... Uh, I'm afraid this information is for the lord's uh only Laro's tough you are a man of honor while while all of us are in the bar will you vouch for all of our safety? I believe the people coming in have nothing to fear and i and i uh i i, gave, I gave, dart my eyes to the crowd trying not to look at Asa.
4: There is some general murmuring amongst the crowd and um, you hear Miriam Salember speak up and she says, I have nothing to fear because I come prepared and well armed and I bring only those that I trust the most with me. And if this is so explosive and secretive that you cannot speak it here, that you can parade around this body in front of everybody in half the town and yet need us to come in, in private, then, then I'm not sure if I trust anything that you have to say. And at this point, then, Asok finally speaks up and says, oh, yes, why don't you bring us inside where you can spring your little trap, you mercenary scum? And there's a general angry murmuring. You can, you can definitely tell some of the members of these houses might might be... In agreements with at least the Salember house, if not with Asok himself. Let's do, it out let's here.
3: do this Who then. Cares? Let's do Everyone, it out here.
4: Everyone, Let's. Okay, we'll do it, let's out, do here it
3: out here then. Let's fucking do it out here. This was done. This was an idea, I believe, you concocted uh, for the respect of certain people's privacy. Correct.
0: Yes, the and we their were hoping to...
3: to yeah, and their ability to handle matters as a uh, I don't know council of nobles. But if you want to do this in public. Uh, we could do this in public. I don't. Do you mind public? Does anybody else mind public? Who wants their dirty laundry aired in public today, friends?
0: I I turn around. and I'm like, mm, and I so I put my hands on my hips. I I flex and I'm like, yes, this is a great idea.
4: Uh, Rastad Festik speaks up and says, uh, whatever you got to say, just just say it. It can't be any worse than what we already know about each other. And Olivia Passerac also speaks up and says, "Whatever is said inside will eventually make it outside anyway. So let us let us air this dirty laundry as as you have requested.
0: Fine, all right. cool. Travancore, please please take over.
1: Thank you, Jonathan the Magisterial.
0: I flex. I, I I yield the podium and I flex on my way out.
1: I uh, I grab the relevant ledger and I sort of read." the entries, and I show sort of the actual f- physical point where it transitions. I don't give it close enough so people can see it, where it transitions from common to under-common.
3: Well, you have to, like, show it close enough so people can see it, because you can't be like, this is common and this is under I
2: was gonna say, i want to make my way to the back, so if, like, any people in particular try to make a run for it, I'm kind of there. Yeah. Okay.
1: So, I also, so I transition, i sort of showing it as close as I can to the lord so they, they can read it, because I'm assuming they're, the nine of them are in the front and center, right?
4: Uh, Yeah, pretty much. Um, It looks like Mouser and Kara have backed up a little bit to give room, and you notice that Olivia Passerac isn't attempting to weave her way through the the guards that are in her way to get to the front, but everybody else, the the relevant lords and ladies, have kind of formed a half-circle near you.
3: Might I make a suggestion? Have you ever read a storybook to children? Mm, Yeah. When you're reading, you read and you show everybody the pictures you okay i style. take
1: i take my former or current gurus advice under advisement and i sort of explain what i explained already to uh taleros and uh, and to uh ivantha and i sort of go over the fact that and you've seen this creature he's from the undercommon and you can see that the transitions the vukovic's notes and vukovic's handwritings transition from common to undercommon i read line for line every th- not everything, but uh but uh just specifically the the, the damning parts, and then I get to the An Ancarthra part. Aeslock, Ancarthra, death. And I read the amount there too.
0: Oh, also the and I say don't forget what prompted
1: that that side bet as it were. Alright, I read all of the relevant stuff there, basically there, line by line, item by item. No 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 no. Just
0: the the, the I I if you'll recall the the relevant parts
1: were the pass rack ordering the hits. Well, that's why I said, the red, the relevant parts. Oh, I said okay. that v- very I... specifically. And beyond that, I take put the ledger away. Don't even get any chance to react to it. I read the other letter, word for word.
0: Oh, the giant letter?
1: Yeah, the the reason the real reason they need to all be here. Because it's not just about ASOC. I want to make oh. sure they were all... I, 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 was I, I preface that after this by we... saying, this, there's other news, and I needed everyone here, because this isn't the only item. You all need to be here. I didn't tell anyone this at a time. Not the Tufts. Not the Eagle Arts. Not anybody. Eagle Shoes. Not anybody. And I read the letter word for word as it was read, as I read it.
0: And Jonathan, the Magic Muscular, is kind of he has stepped back. He has he has yielded the podium and you know done the toastmaster and and shook and shook uh (laughs) Travis Cortain when he when he took it. So, but then as he's like come back, he's looking, and if anyone tries to grab the book, he's going to cast whole person on him.
4: No one tries to grab the book, but definitely as you're reading through this, and especially when you get to the part where it lists off several of the houses asking for death, there's there's some shocked and appalled gasps in the crowd. There's It looks like some of the houses are are trying to be calm and cool about this kind of thing. As you get to the, to the Amcarthra part of it, um, Asok gets super red in the face, you don't notice anything from Cedric. He continues to kind of be a, a a block of wood, and then you finish the the entries, and then finish the letter, and step back. And after the murmuring dies down, Asok yells out, and he says, "And how are we supposed to believe any of this? You've got a body, and you've got some." paperwork. We can't even read that. It's it's in scribbles and disgusting handwriting.
1: I find it hard to believe that the Nine Lords, there isn't one among you that has somebody in the, ret- in the retainer who can read Andre common.
4: They all kind of look at each other and there's a moment in we and then finally uh, Rastad Festic, he's patting his pockets and he says, hold on, hold on, hold on. And he reaches into a pocket and he pulls out a pair of spectacles and he says, uh, could you, would you, may I? And he holds out his hand for the book.
1: I'm happy to hold the books for cl- so he can read it, but I won't hand it over to him.
4: Okay, as you walk on over, he he goes to take the book. You don't let go. He gives you a, a curious look, and then just, he doesn't try to take it from you, but he takes the books just to angle it so that he can look at it. He kind of angles the spectacles a little bit. And while he's doing this, uh, Travancore, you can actually roll an arcana check, please.
1: Oh boy, I that's just a that's just a roll. Nothing I know. fancy there. <laughs> so I rolled a natural there. one.
4: Okay. That's okay. You're uh, impressed as he flips to the part where it switches from common to undercommon, and he peers through the spectacles and starts to read. And he doesn't read out loud, but you can, you can see his mouth moving, and he's forming the words, Then he kind of flips ahead, and he finds the relevant parts that you've been pointing out, and he says, well, yes. And he, he, let, he doesn't actually hand the book back to you as much as he kind of lets go in your direction so that you can take it from him. He takes the spectacles off, and as he's wiping them on his his shirt, he says, Well, I I can't vouch for the veracity of the book as far as where it came from, but I can verify that in Undercommon it says everything that he had said. There's there's a more angry murmuring as Asok speaks up again, and says, I can't believe that you would you would believe these mercenaries over one of your own. These ruffians have showed up and done nothing but cause trouble. And he looks over at Olivia Passerak and says, I know that many of you have had problems with them in the past, and I refuse to believe that we would we'd fall for any of these parlor tricks that might be going on. And he glares at carlton he says especially when we've already run them out of our fine establishment and town in the past
2: i distinctly remember being on the front line saving the town against an attack that happened recently i think we've earned a little bit of credit
0: and to our credit and as my fine companion carlton tanks has mentioned Jonathan the Magimuscular also remembers very vividly Asak hunting through the Garden of Statues, as it were, the victims. Several of them were broken. And I am positive that if he had found the the Lady of Anthea, then she would have been among the victims.
4: Carlton, go ahead and roll a persuasion check with advantage because of what Jonathan said. Oh, Just god. Carlton.
2: Oh god! Oh god! Oh god! Uh,
4: oh, nine.
1: Oh man! I and rolled that's with a
4: advantage?
2: one. Yeah. yeah. So I rolled a one was my first roll, and then an eight was my second. So after modifiers, nine.
4: Okay. Uh. You, you respond to Asok, and no one seems to be taking your word for it. Uh, Jonathan, you you make these these claims. Vensel, tough straightens a little bit and says Laros, is this true? And Laros nods and says Yes, my lord, the accusations of Asok against Athok M. Carthra are as true as I have beheld, and certainly when we arrived at the behest of Kara Eagle Shield to defend these fair cit- citizens while they were in the state that they were, the Amcarthra house was suspiciously present. And while I did not see anything with my own eyes, I do believe that their intent was ill.
0: We also have a, a representative of the Church of Bay here who was also threatened by the Amcarthras during the delivery of her service. And assistance to these victims.
3: And I jump up onto a chair so everyone can see me because I'm small. And I say...
0: (laughs) So small.
4: (laughs) Folks, you got trouble right here in... This is your one and only warning. If you music man me, I will expect you to sing like a bard. <laughs> no, you know what he did. The man I will uh, didn't sing. He did some very
3: nice rhyming that I wouldn't call rapping, but he did not sing because that was the point of the music man. He had no musical talent. Folks, you have trouble right here in, well, this isn't in your horse city, and it's. Well, the capital P, and that rhymes with T, and that stands for trolls. They're coming down the highway. But before we even deal with that, your other problem, also, also rhymes with P, and that is toxic masculinity, I present to you Azok M. Carthra. He is a mediocre man.
2: I raise my hand in the back of the crowd.
3: Tell me, friends, do any of you here legitimately like this person?
2: Oh, then i then I lower my hand.
3: I present to you his father. I imagine he doesn't particularly like his own son. Now, I know that is a family issue to deal with, but, sir, I wouldn't say you ever looked upon him with anything resembling pride. <laughs>
0: at this point, t- Jonathan the Muscular has kind of been flexing in the background to, to
4: add things, and he stops at that point point. is like, damn, son! <laughs> All right, uh, Bernie, as you see, for the first time since arriving, Cedric raises an eyebrow. I'd like you to... 24, 24. Persuasion. Bernie's going to keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Keep going. That's fine. You do hear some murmurings in the crowd, but they're angry, but they don't seem to be angry at you.
3: I ask you, what happened when those basilisks came? Was the Amcartha house defending you against them? Who went out into the woods and got the ingredients we needed to save the fine citizens, including some members of your own houses, from being turned to stone? Now, we could have saved them all. We have a wonderful, wonderful potions master in this town. I her name is Kayla.
4: Kyla Kyla. Kyla.
3: Her name is Kyla. And Kyla blessed us with a potion that would save every single, every single citizen turned to stone. Now what did we find when we returned from the woods? Did we find your beloved friends and family members intact in their stone form? No, we did not. We found them damaged. Some of them crumbled. And who did we find with your friends and family members? We found Azok Amcartha. Now, yes, Azok cartha was spurned. Can you blame her? Any woman with half a bit of good sense would say no to this man. And that's okay. You just move on, son. You just move on. I swear there is someone out there for you. You may never find her because she might not exist, but there is someone out there for you. Miss <laughs> oh, Bernie? One moment, my child. One moment. Okay. When we were attempting to stop the damages, he tried to harm us. He tried to lay hands and sword on a child of God. What motivation could he possibly have? to resist a truthful conversation and start a fight, other than the fact that he knew he had been caught out. You have heard from one of your own that this man took out a hit. You have seen the body
4: of the doppelganger from the Underdark.
3: One more! (laughs) (laughs) What <laughs> more
4: do you need I to I almost want know. to make you roll a religion check at this point, just because you preachin'. But as you finish this, uh, and Carlton, you, you get to ask your question, I would like you to roll a persuasion check. I, I want Bernie to roll a persuasion check. Carlton, while she's doing that, what did you want to say?
2: I want to say, Miss Bernie, Miss Bernie, the good Lord Bay has been very kind to me. And if the Lords allow it, don't you have a way for all of us to speak truthfully? And if no one has nothing to hide, should they not speak up? Yes, he may hold his tongue, but would that not prove guilty? We can make it so that no one can tell a lie, and therefore our word can be held as truth.
3: My child. Praise Betty. That was a 19 on my persuasion check, so I still think I'm doing pretty
4: good. Okay, you do, you see as, Bernie, as you... kind of finish up this speech of yours, you do see that more and more some of the angry glances are looking at Asok. He's grown red in the face but he's also reading the crowd. Carlton, as as you say this, you see some of the members of this crowd grow antsy and the elves speak up at this point. um, The Hesmers. And you hear the, the gentleman, Denton Hesmer, say, we are very concerned about all of these accusations they seem to hold weight i think magic at this point would only muddle our affairs and in general you see a couple people nodding
2: i was merely pointing out the fact that if you guys if the crowd the lords of Amphail, the lords and ladies of Amphail had any doubt in their mind about what we are saying is true. We could make it so that everything we say here with all of us and all of you is truthful, and therefore everything can be considered the word of truth, and there will be no doubt about what we are saying and what's going on and what the town is in store for.
4: Restad Festig speaks up at that. He's put away his glasses, and he kind of laughs a little bit. He's (laughs) (coughs) Well... I know what you are talking about, and yeah, yeah, I—that kind of spell would work, except you got a bunch of very willful people here, and the last thing we need is for some people to be lying when they're supposed to be telling the truth. So I, I've got to agree with my my elven friends over here. Let's let's just keep the magic at a minimum, shall we? Now, sir,
3: I do have this power. And I might propose a compromise for those of you that feel uncomfortable by it. 15-foot radius. I can draw out a nice line. I'm sure some of you has a measuring tape. And whoever is uh, being questioned, perhaps about their wrongs, will stand in the circle. I also have the power to know whether or not they are a little more willful than normal.
4: Asok, at this point, speaks up again and says... I'm not going to stand around here and be accused of things on this flimsy evidence. And then on top of that, have the audacity to watch as the fine lords of this town are subjected to magical influences. Any of you that want to have spells cast upon them by some random outsider, you go right ahead. But I I find her... Charm magic to be suspect, and the lot of you are assholes and idiots i
1: I chime in and say true look at sock right in the eye, and I say, truly spoken as if some like someone who had nothing to hide. You can read it on his face. you don't even have to put him through the magic. I think half of you know what's going on.
4: travancore, go ahead and roll a persuasion check
1: okay, fingers crossed sixteen.
4: So first Asok responds and says, "We are, we are powerful men and ladies from Waterdeep. We all have things to hide. We all have things that we don't want anyone else to know." And there's kind of a an awkward pause, and then from the back of the crowd, Olivia Pacerack speaks up, and she says, "Yes." That is true. And she starts to walk forward. She's been kind of hanging in the back of this whole crowd the whole time. And as she moves forward, the crowd parts for her, all the guards, everybody. She kind of motions her guards to stay back. And she just calmly walks to the front, basically to stand right next to Rastad Festik in front of all of the guards. And she says, we all have things to hide. We all have secrets that we want to keep. We all have things that we are ashamed of. But perhaps now is the time to come clean. And for a second, she looks at you, Bernie, and she says, I'm not a woman of, of any of the gods. I believe that the gods forsake me a long time ago. She looks back at Travancore and says, But I have found that I have sat better with my soul. Before I came to this town and succumbed to their secrets. So, yes, we put a hit out on the horse on the third race. And you hear some murmurings. So and she said, The basilisks were not our idea. We paid gold for the death of a horse. And that was all. And Vukovic decided to use what he had available to cause. And wreak havoc. And it was only then that I discovered that I had made a deal with a demon. And it was too late at that point to do anything but get my house out of those dastardly doings. But yes, I can vouch for at least that line of the book. It is true. We had paid for that hit. There's some angry talk and you see a couple of people... Softly chatting with each other, and after a moment, she speaks up again and she says, They say that truth is good for the soul. I believe that vengeance is also the best thing for the soul. Would anybody else like to enact some vengeance on Asok by becoming truthful? And there's another quiet moment as everybody looks at each other and then finally uh the Royballs speak up the dwarf Devang and he says alright yes I paid them too I don't know if I even believe the information we got from them anymore but yes that line is true and if it's true for us it must be true for Asok but I'll say this in our defense we never would have harmed anyone in this town and there's This general murmurings. And Asok speaks up again and says, You are all just being taken by these charlatans. This kind of thing happens in Waterdeep all the time. Who cares about these people? Who cares about our petty arguments? This is between us. This has nothing to do with them. Go ahead and confess your sins. Maybe her god will forgive you. Oh,
3: yes, we are offering forgiveness after this little episode.
1: I chime in and say, Lady Olivia, as long as you're telling the truth, I, I owe you an apology. While we were trying to figure out what was going on, your suspicions are confirmed, we, we one of our party was indeed investigating you, and for that, I apologize, except to explain that in my position, you probably would have done the same thing.
4: And she, she gives you this weird cocked grin and says, you only have to apologize if it was a surprise. Ah. Oh, shit. Well, <laughs> oh
1: shit. and at that point i I look Lord on Carther, Aeslock's dad in the eye, and I say, "How does it feel to have raised a son who uses his title to hide from the truth?
4: Go ahead and roll a persuasion check with advantage
2: please be high, I, please be high, please be high, please be high. eighteen
4: so for the first, there's like this quiet when you when you call forth your noble heritage, there is this silence that comes over everybody, including some of the townspeople have now gathered. It's basically this this group of nobles and their guards. And then like this weird five-foot space of emptiness. That like, Carlton, you're kind of there. Like, you got there to kind of keep an eye on everybody, especially Asok. And now you're basically like the one person in this five-foot space between the people who've been summoned. And like 45 townspeople have all shown up at all this yelling of all these major houses. But everybody goes dead silent at this. And Cedric looks at Asok, looks at you, looks at everybody, and for the first time he speaks and he says, The Lady Olivia is correct. There is only apology needed when it is a surprise. And he looks at Asok and he says, I've had my suspicions about you, Asok. To hear them confirmed in such a public way is sad, but not surprising.
3: You might say pride is not the word you're looking for.
4: He kind of ignores you for a second. And he says, I had hoped they were exaggerated based on the rumors I'd heard from the other houses. But this is evidence that is too great to bear. And Asak goes, he'd been like red and angry and his eyes are bulging. And at these words, he goes pale. And he says, Father, must we have this? And Cedric holds up a hand and says, There are consequences for these actions. There are consequences to being a lord of Waterdeep. There are consequences to failing the people you are a lord over. And until this day, I had believed that your petty squabbles and small minor inconveniences at least had only been amongst members of some of the other houses who could defend themselves. But to hear that you put townspeople in danger, that you would let your emotions overcome your ability to rule and protect these people, because anyone we are lord over are in our charge, that is a crime that is unworthy of a lord. And so you are not one anymore. You are no longer an M. Carthra. Wow. And there's this (gasps) general hush that kind of, like, the breath is just pulled out of the very air. And for a moment, all of the lords and ladies kind of go a little wide-eyed. Cedric turns to the guards and say, take this man to gather his belongings and then make sure he leaves in the hour. You are no longer welcome here. And Assock, for a moment, doesn't move, and then he says, But, father, you can't believe! And Cedric backhands him. <sniffs> I am no longer your father. I am your lord. And you will refer to me as sir... And then you will leave, or I will make sure that there are harsher consequences than this. And the two guards kind of, they pause for a second and then walk up to take Asok. And he shakes one of them off and turns to one and says, I've paid you well. You will listen to me. You will. And uh, Cedric punches him. And yeah, punches him hard. And Asok goes down onto the ground and says, If you speak one more word, I will cut out your tongue so it is your last. Take him to get his things and get him out of my sight. And the guards pick him up. You can see Asok now blood dripping out of one corner of his mouth. Eyes still kind of wide. They kind of drag him off. They don't even grab the horses. They're just... Gonna, they start to walk off. Uh, Carlton Assock does manage to make eye contact with you and glare at you, though he doesn't oh, say I'm anything. Oh, I'm fucking
2: ear-to-ear smiling.
4: <laughs> he doesn't say anything, but he does he does glare at you as he's dragged off. Cedric turns back and bows to the crowd and says, It's no surprise to anyone here that I've suspected that person had been doing some deeds in the M. Carthra name that I was not proud of. And perhaps I had hoped that by taking some responsibility, he would gain some maturity. And it is, it is sad to know that I am wrong. I will be bequeathing my title and my estate to my second born. And I will leave it to the houses here to decide on what else must be done. But if you will excuse me, my wife must be told she has lost a son. And he bows, and he gets onto his horse, and um, kind of I in try the... to
2: flag him down before he leaves. Uh, milord Mcothra, if I may, I know now may not be the and I, I like the entire time he's been doing his speech about like disowning his son. I've been trying to think of the words in my head because I'm not the most wordsy type person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I say to him,
4: you do catch him on his horse as he starts to leave, like, and he does stop.
2: I say, milord Mcothra, I may not have another. Ch- I know it's not the best time but I may not have another chance to have audience with you. I hope that past indiscretions can be forgiven and that we may start a new leaf as we have both want the best interest of the people at heart. And I apologize for any past indiscretions against your house and I hope to move forward.
4: Roll a persuasion check. All right. Persuasion, that's charisma.
2: Oh, thank God. 19.
1: Uh, that
4: was... <laughs> it took a long time <laughs> for that
0: fucking number to it appear. It did.
4: Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes the dice know about uh, dramatic timing. When you first start to talk and like try to stop him, you get the sense that he wants to just keep going. That he wants to just leave. And he glances at you as you start to speak and then stops. And you're not sure if he recognizes you or not. You've never actually met this man. You've only really encountered his other... You've only heard of him and maybe seen him. But he stops and he listens to you and he says, Forgiveness is something that I cannot give, but I have transgressions in my own family to be concerned about. You have no need to be concerned with me. And he spurns his horse and he leaves. And there's a moment of awkward silence as all of that happens and then uh, Rastad Festig begins to laugh and he's got this kind of old wheezy (laughs) 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 and one of the guards pats him on his back and then he he finally says I had a dream that that happened did that really just happen or did I just dream the whole thing because I've been waiting for that moment probably for a decade. And you hear kind of a couple of the people laugh a little bit. A couple of people kind of sigh. Finally, uh, Vensel Tuff says, we should examine the body some more. We should examine the the ledger. We should definitely be concerned about what's going on with these, these giants in red larch.
0: Yes, my lord. Uh, At this point, I'm like, uh, yes, Uh, now that that, all that is taken care of and the air is clear, uh, we can focus on that other part. My familiar, uh, my owl, has already uh, taken to scouting the the area to the north. Uh, By my calculations, based on this letter, these giants should have already been here. So, and I say, guys, I know this is maybe a uh, a bad time for a team meeting but we may have some decisions to make uh for tomorrow uh the since the giants are not here we should go find them they're already they're out in the direction of the crypt garden anyway and it seems like the root cause of at least that deal is whatever's going on in the crypt garden so maybe we rest up tonight and then tomorrow we start uh going towards where bucks was to maybe meet up with him and figure out what's going on.
2: Let me talk to Laros for a second, because I feel like I'm a little underprepared for this, and maybe he could teach me a thing or two. Um, and so I say, let's one second, and I walk over to uh, Sir Laros and I'm uh, and I explain to him. I've been in many uh a combat, and I usually just go off of the burning anger inside of me, and it, I tend to be a little reckless. If we are to go pursue giants do you think either later today or tomorrow morning you could teach me thing a thing or two about a little bit more finesse about how to really maximize my potential
4: and it's venzel who actually speaks up laros looks like he's about to say something and venzel speaks up and says there is no finer teacher than my brother and i am certain that any advice he would have for you would be most valuable but let us finish here. And he kind of puts a hand on Larys' shoulder. And maybe maybe later this afternoon, once we have decided what action this town should take, you can have that meeting. And Larys nods and looks at you and says, we shall discuss this later today. And Vensel then speaks out to the whole assembly and says, my lords and ladies, we are not prepared for a, an attack of such magnitude. But we have the time. We are prepared to flee and take this town if necessary. And you see a couple of people nodding. And you see the Hesmers speak up. The, Denton and Morell. And they say, we have plenty of horses between everyone to get practically this entire town back to Waterdeep if necessary. But... I would rather we not abandon our homes if necessary. And uh, Morel, the, the female elf, looks at the four of you and says, I know you've already done much for this town, but if you are willing to go out and at least assess how much of a threat these giants are and how quickly they could be arriving, then we would be happy to aid you in whatever we, we way we can. There is no way this town can survive that attack, but we can get to Waterdeep and make sure nobody is hurt. And Waterdeep will have walls to keep out even the storm giants themselves. And everyone kind of nods. And uh, Mouser says, well, I I think it's probably best that we we organize that now and then wait to hear... Where these giants are headed the the letter has scraps of information, but not enough to completely flee, but definitely enough to be worried about and He looks at the four of you, and Mauser says, "We can definitely make sure that we are we organize and make sure this town is prepared for whatever we ha we need to do i I think your time is best doing scouting, but be careful. Giants are nothing to tangle with. There have not been giants in in this area for... And he thinks for a second, and then he looks over at Ristad, Festic, and he says, my lord, how... when is the last time giants entered the Deseran Valley? And Ristad thinks for a second and says, oh, last I heard, back when I was a boy, maybe even before that, My father always told me that because of the dragon, they wouldn't come down here. And everyone kind of agrees with it. And Vensel says, let's examine the fixer lair. Let us dispose of this body. Let's make sure the information in that ledger and that letter are copied down and distributed so that everybody has a copy of this. And and let us begin our preparations. Unless someone else wants to say anything, it, it kind of feels like the meeting is kind of ending and people are either uncomfortably looking to leave after that whole disownment thing or like antsy to get back to their house.
0: I say, thank you. I say to the crowd, thank you for joining us and, uh, best of luck tomorrow. And I'm I go around
3: conversions. We're doing conversions.
0: Oh, uh, see, see our, uh, our cleric. If you, if you wish to join the church of Bay and I go to, uh, I kind of like bring over, uh, court and I'm like, if they want to start on on copying stuff, why don't you oversee? Uh, that way the book never leaves our, our chain of, uh, what's it called? Chain of custody. You
1: have? That's chain I'm of fine custody. with that. Oh, we're sad I bet on one of your horses at the race. last race I was at, and I won some money. I wanted to, to let you know.
4: Oh, yes. Ugh. She's a fine nag, isn't she? I'm sorry the rest of the race didn't end up yeah, so well, but I'm craziest, glad you won some money. The
1: craziest thing, like, this lady, um, she was, how do I say this delicately, in, in the throes of inebria, she was very enthusiastic about the Vestic House.
4: Well, you know, we do make some pretty good wine. Not as good as our horses, but our wine is uh, pretty good,
0: at, too. At the, wine, at the wine bit, uh, Jonathan the muscular, his ears pick up and he's like, Lord Fezzik. I would love to 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 at some point sample some of your wine and uh, I don't see his specs do I his x-ray specs
4: uh, no, he. So he's put them into his pocket. But as kind of dispersal happens, um, some of the people are asked to go in to see the actual fixer layer. Some people are going to examine the body. Travancore, you kind of set yourself up with the books so that people can take notes or copy things down as you do. And festic actually he pulls out the specs again puts them on and and starts dictating to one of his guards some of the notes out of the book and then some of the the notes out of the lettered J- just so that i've got my own copy my my memory isn't what it used to be you know hey
1: understandable
0: Uh, so I get a twenty seven on my uh Arcana check. But before I get to those results, I did wanna if I I would say, Whoa, if anyone wants to go to the fixer layer, uh I will take you down there because I know where the traps are.
4: Okay, so you, you take a quick look at, at his specs as he puts them on. Oh, yeah, they're magical. Absolutely. The, they gleam in a certain way, and you're you're not exactly sure of the enchantment without actually getting your hands on them. It'd be hard to tell, but they obviously have some sort of comprehend languages on them or something, because he, he doesn't seem like the kind of human who could speak under common, but you never know. So you guys spend the next hour giving people information about what you know, uh, giving tours of the Fixer Lair, th- showing them the relevant information. Um, eventually, the crowd starts... to Diverting dis- people.
3: Hmm.
4: Roll a religion check.
1: Okay. <laughs> here we go.
4: As she rolls that, uh, as some of the crowd starts to disperse, as some of the houses start to go back, uh, Carlton Leros pulls you aside and says, once you are done here, it would be my pleasure to speak with you about some of the training that you require. I'm not sure how much I can teach you in the the little time we have, if you are t- if you are truly leaving tomorrow, but I... Give me
2: one second, let me check with my peeps. And I go and I say, hey, Jonathan, can uh, you guys need me for a minute? Or am I good?
0: Carlton, I think you're good. Good job. Good All job, right. man. Good job,
2: boy. Alright, I'll be back in a bit. I'll be back in a little bit. I'm gonna go take care of some shit. And I'm like, alright, Laris, uh, I got some time.
3: Okay. And
4: then, Bernie, what was your religion check? Mm,
3: I got a 13. Spended a lot of energy on that sermon. <laughs> Could I have advantage on my religion check because of how good the sermon is?
4: No, but the sermon was so good that you did get uh, none of the l- the actual leaders of any of the houses came up to you. But you did get a pair of the um, the guards for Leona Ilsmer come on over while she is examining the book. They actually come up to you and the one they're basically asking you about your your goddess and you can tell they're trying to be like oh hey conversational tell me a little bit about oh so you worship queen bey that's great but it's there's obviously a little more interest there than normal and you do your best, kind of reading off of the the curiosity. You don't preach too hard. You kind of give them the soft sell and let them know, you know, where they can find more reading material. I and, mean, you, you are know, going to be on your way to Waterdeep. Only if we have to flee. Hopefully, there won't be fleeing involved. But, but yes, and you give them some pamphlets because you've talked about pamphlets. So I assume you have pamphlets. Oh,
3: pamphlets! Yes, for sure. The great pamphlets disagree. all the way down.
1: Did you get
0: those from uh from Carlisle's like clerica- Clerical Printing Company? I hear they're great. I have heard of a bunch of different kinds of clerics getting all their printing needs from Carlisle's clerical printing company. Carlisle's clerical printing company. <laughs>
4: As you guys finish up here, you finish giving the tours, you finish showing people around, Carlton heads off with the Tufts. And as you guys decide what you're going to do for the rest of the day and wait for Bucks to arrive, we'll end it here. And next time we get together on Dungeons & Dragons & Drunks, you guys, I guess we'll go off to go find some giants. Thanks for listening to Dungeons & Dragons & Drunks. Follow us on Twitter, at Dungeon Drunks, or www.libshark.com, and see you next encounter.